I have a murder dog between my legs. It's Trace DeMaio. During this podcast, I'll be treating myself to a Modelo Chilada or two. What is Trace DeMaio? It's the 3rd of May. Literally just a date. All right. But it's two days before Cinco de Mayo, Got which it. I believe it's is like Mexican, the countdown. It's Mexican Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it's is Cinco that, de Mayo. Is that Mexican Independence Day? I think so. I just know everyone gets really excited once they eat tacos. What's the Day of the Dead? That's different, right? Dia de Muerte. Yeah. Definitely a different day. All right. I think it's in February or something. I, I might have to check. You'll have to forgive me. I'm not up on my Hispanic cultural days. You know who we should get on a podcast for Cinco de Mayo? Who? Bobby Cinco. It's Bobby Cinco de Mayo. I, I approve of this message. I have been dropping the ball for almost a year on reaching out to him. P.S. This is not good. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's is it like one of those like clam beers? There is no clam juice in this that I know of. This is con refrescante sabor de tomate, sal, limón, además de tamarindo y chile chipotle. I don't get the fucking clam juice beer thing, man. Mm, Clamato? Yeah. Me either. But this tastes much like that. Minus, I mean, minus a little tangy seafoodness. People must have been doing it, right? It is the Mexican Army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla, May 5th, 1862, under the leadership of Ignacio Zaragoza, which, you know, is interesting. I wonder if that's who the town in Spain is named after. It is not, I believe, because it's the Mexican Army's Got it. victory. But well, maybe, it is he's an from, maybe he's not named after that dude, but... He's from the family that the city is named after. I have a tattoo of the maid of Zaragoza. Really? Yeah. This is the the woman who gave the finger to Napoleon Bonaparte's army. Oh, during, shit. Yeah, the uh, Napoleonic Wars when they invaded Spain. Have you been to Spain? I have. Where in Spain? Um, I have been to Barcelona, and that is... Well, that's not true. I also went to some Spanish enclave across the way from Morocco that I don't remember the name of. Not the Canary I took, Islands. I took a ferry. I got really drunk. And then a cabbie tried to rob me, and I jumped out of the moving cab. Um, it successfully stopped him, though. Like, there were two other people in the car, and he was like, I'm taking you back to this other place. I was like, no, you're not. And I jumped out and did a roll and tore the leg of my pants. Really? But th- yeah, but then he stopped and yelled at me, and the other people got out, too. All right. One of the people was with me and given me their camera. It was in my pocket. I broke it. Cool. I still haven't paid him back for it. Something that I experienced a small amount of guilt for. A friend of mine from high school got almost kidnapped in Argentina and managed to escape by getting out of a moving car. So, I mean, you got to weigh what's better. Like, I don't want to be held hostage by an angry half Moroccan, half Spanish cabbie. No, fuck no, man. He uh, he was he was taking a piss in a bathroom. In uh, in like a club, and this sounds like the story is going to go a different direction. Well, he got he got a weird feeling like, hey, there's there's open urinals, but I can feel that there's dudes like standing behind me, just looking at Again, me. Again, the story is going in a good direction. So, why the fuck? Like, why the fuck are dudes staring at me? Right? Mm-hmm. This is this is getting weird. So he finishes taking a piss, like goes to wash his hands. They let him wash his hands. Well, because who wants to kidnap or jerk off someone with dirty hands? Right. I mean, that is the point, right? They're going to jerk this guy off? No. I, I mean, who knows Who knows what, <laughs> what was going to happen? But these two guys grab him. He fucking manages to kick one of them in the balls or something. That guy, you know, goes down temporarily. 
The other guy grabs him. He runs out of the bathroom, and outside the bathroom, there's two other dudes waiting. So this the, just sounds like a, an aggressive, foiled gang rape. Maybe they grab him and fucking take him outside. He's like, all the bouncers like moved away from the doors as they were getting like it was clearly a fucking man. These are well connected homosexual rapists. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they throw him in a car. Fortunately, he had fucking disabled the fourth guy. It, because otherwise you would have had two one yeah, guy one on each side. side in the back seat but it was just him they didn't lock the fucking doors he's like they started driving away we got like two blocks and as they went to round a corner and slowed down i was like fuck this for so. certain <laughs> yeah. yeah no but don't want to hang around no i didn't i didn't i was surprised like i don't think argentina is like a hotbed of kidnapping i mean i feel like if you're an attractive white woman odds are that your chances of getting kidnapped there are yeah greater. but this was like a a drunk portly dude do you think they wanted his organs? Who knows, man? I mean, he's not a really wealthy guy or from a really wealthy does he family. Look, does he look wealthy? Maybe. I mean, he, he's well well kept. Is that the right way to put mm. it? He grooms himself. Actively. Have you been to Argentina? I have not. I would like to go. I bet you would love Argentina. I want to go down south so much. I want to go to Patagonia, and I want to stay there for like 60 days we need for to my go, mental health. We need to go dove hunting. Oh, is, this is murder dove time, right? Yeah, like this is where like we just my sh- my shoulder says no more, and the birds just fall from the sky like three at a time as I shoot at them. Dude, the first time I went down there, this is the hunt I, that Brent and Bill are like. It's not hunting, the perfect kind. Dude, first of all, let me say this about the whole <laughs> it's not hunting thing. Um, everyone has their own line, and I can appreciate you as an individual. This is Brent's line, right? Yeah, you isn't. I, I, I didn't draw first blood. I only hunt man. Yeah. Um, I mean, brittle hunt animals. He just only wants to do it in the least comfortable conditions possible. You know, but what I'm saying is that this is a fucking sliding scale, a continuum of what kind is of like it, a Kenzie scale? Yeah. Like, what does it take to be quote unquote legit, right? Um, is it the train? Is it the weapon that you use? I mean, I I think that. Whatever you decide is your challenge is Except is that. totally cool. Um, I do think that it it either end of the continuum, and I don't think this is a circular continuum, but I think at either end of the continuum are a hundred percent like badassery and a hundred percent this is super fucking lame, and everyone can agree on that. But where the where that line in the sand gets drawn, I think is it's probably dependent on a lot of other like is real fucking concerns great. as well too. I mean, I think that how much do you love animals? You know, like how much do you have an? A, I don't even think it's about that. I think the whole to me the, the whole idea different for everybody, of right? like you go on a website or you call a ranch, you pick the animal you want, and you're like, dude, you know, I only want a you know 180 class deer. I did, and a that's girl that owned one of those places before yeah. I got married. She was rad. I'm sure she was she cool. She loved all the animals. Like but, she knew the animals and it was an emotional event for her when someone would would make arrangements to shoot one of said animals. She like have a like it was it was a very I feel like that's not the right type thing. of person to own a place like that. She was perfect for it. She was rad. Like really. Right. But it was also like there was a weird connection like she really really liked those animals. Yeah. I think most of the ranch owners I've met have not had that connection. No. Also, though, I mean, she had a small selection of super exotics. So, like, I think that, you know, maybe it was a little different. Sure. But my point, though, is that it's not really fair chase hunting. 
Um, for me, I think the line gets. But what drawn. is fair chase hunting like? Is this like where you you must ride an unsaddled pony and attack? Well, no, them that's with the whole thing. I, I mean, I had this argument years ago with someone that was like, you know, if you're hunting whitetail deer out of a tree stand and you're using a feeder, that's bullshit. I'm like, what's the difference between using a feeder and like hunting over a fucking a farmer's field? You know, like in one, maybe you don't. This would not attract me. If Dude, don't hoarded. feel like you have to drink no, that I, shit. I do. To like I prove got it. No, I, I absolutely do. You're saying the exact opposite of truth. These have been purchased to celebrate a day that Reverse is upcoming. Reverse psychology, man. I'm going to enjoy them with this face. You should have uh, like a sombrero koozie <laughs> that goes like all the way to the top. That would be cultural appropriation. I mean, honestly, little. I think this is cultural appropriation, too. It is, if that's why you're drinking it. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> but I am committed. I've done dumber things. You know, we should have got to play this event tomorrow at our little open house is uh, Mariachi El Bronx. Oh, man. That would have been so good. I wouldn't yeah. have done anything but listen to him. No. Been a poor social event. Speaking yeah. of social events, this is all predicated on the fact that we are going to have... We're going to have a Quattro de Mayo bonfire <laughs> minus a bonfire. Um, there was supposed to know. be a band that was going to come and play. They bailed on us. Um, Dude, it's just going to be a bro fest, man. I am hoping. Like Currently, there's a, there's a place in town called the House at Gatewood here in Hillsborough. My God, it's fucking delicious barbecue. I'm Texan. And I went there and was very skeptical. Like we, we sat down. I was like, this place has great ambiance. The place is beautiful. Like it's They've done a really great job with it. And Kim was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, uh, me either. I'm going to get something. And I did not order the brisket because I have such a high standard for what good brisket is that I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm not going to let him ruin it. So I ordered some kind of stuffed fish, man. Stuffed fish? Yeah, it was like a stuffed salmon of some kind. All right. That is not... That is the that is what you order when you want to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like it sounds gross. I'm here at this place I'm picking the thing that I think is gonna disappoint the greatest chance to be ruined. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. Really? I yeah, I just crushed the whole thing. I was like I just like sucked it down. I mean, the first bite, I was like, Oh so good. And Kim, of course, doesn't know good barbecue from like another man's, you know, genitalia. So she ordered brisket and I'm like I'll, I'll have a bite. And I got a bite, and I was like, holy fuck, Like this is really good. I got to check that place. Oh, Great. Mark, we'll check you're going to check it out tomorrow, man. But they agreed to cater this, this event for us, and they're going to cater for what I think the number of people are going to show up is, and they're going to do it at a very reasonable price because they're cool as fuck. And, uh, I mean, hopefully everyone enjoys it so much that they go over and they treat their old lady to a meal at the, the house at Gatewood. A we'll fine eating we'll establishment. We'll see how it goes. You know what barbecue I was disappointed Shameless by? plug. <laughs> what is the... I may have to look it up on my phone. What's the famous barbecue place outside of Austin? In Austin or outside? It's outside of so Austin. So Cooper's in Llano is probably the most famous. No, this was like... You walk in, they've got a fucking giant like fire thing going, and it's like family-style seating. and That's Cooper's. Is uh, it in Llano? The town is Llano. But it's Lano. It's it's just outside of. Uh, Let me take a look. It's definitely not Cooper's. Cooper's is the shit. But also, Cooper's does a really weird dry rub, like a pepper thing that's better on ribs than it is on brisket. In my mind, I've I've honestly not. I have mixed emotions. I have an emotional connection to Cooper's barbecue because of when I've eaten it 
and how good it is in that sense. But like going back and eating it as an adult, I feel as though maybe it's let me down. Man, this is going to fucking bug the shit out of me. But also, I am getting messages from Ian Simpson, who will be here tomorrow. And we need to do We need to do a podcast with Ian before the party starts. All right. Because he is riding here. Ian, Ian is literally, he's Brian and I's good friend from the Q course. So for, for, for our listeners, he is the 21st century personification of Black Dynamite. He is a DJ of a social justice radio station in the D.C. area. He is a uh, very lyrical rapper. He's like 6'3 and uh, made out of like chiseled marble. He is a very handsome dude with like an eight inch fro who dresses like a pimp from a 1970s movie all the time. He also is very flamboyant. He is. So be warned, the Ian Simpson podcast might offend your sensibilities, but That's he, all right. he is entertaining. I like being offended. He is coming here from D.C. on a bus. And I'm going to pick him up at 930 at the Durham bus station. I told him, I was like, bro, why would you do that? I would have flown you down here. And he's like, I need the time. It's cool, bro. I'm like, right on. So maybe he's writing something or being contemplative. It's possible that he's just preparing himself for hanging out with my goofy ass for two days. You never know. Nope. You don't. You're still looking at this barbecue place, aren't you? I feel like I'm not going to be able to find it now. Yes. It's really driving me crazy. We may need to get Is Nick- it in Austin? No, no, no. It's like outside. It's so like there's a- that the hipster place that's super famous now that's like the world capital. Like it's in it was in the Amex commercial. What's that place? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out, no, man. It's not, I don't, this, it's not with the, um, the place. I went to Austin and I was there with a guy that used to live near or used to live in Austin. He was like, we got to go to this this barbecue place. Did I you said, wait okay. in line for like forever? No, dude, this place was like a fucking compound. Um, I mean, I bet it seats 500 people. Are you talking about stubs? No, man, this is gonna, this is gonna drive me crazy. Well, I'm literally now I'm confused because I would, I would have ridiculed you if you'd said stubs because people are like, oh, it's so good. And it's like, come on now. Is that the one that sells the sauce that's in the grocery stores? Yep. 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 Nah, dude. I, you know what? My feeling on that is that if you get to that point, it's fucking over. Like, not, if I can buy your shit in, like, Food Lion. And you're not thinking about Franklin. You've totally sold out. It's not Franklin. Okay. It's, out, it's outside of Austin. You say um, that, but I feel like tourists don't understand the sprawl of urban Texas cities. So they're like, it's outside of the city. You're like, well, no, but not really. No, like, Franklin is, like, in It's East Austin, Austin yeah. right? Barely um, East Austin. Like, still gentrified East Austin. It's not like Sam's. Sam's Barbecue is where you go in Austin if you want that good good stuff. Their slogan is, you don't need no teeth to eat our beef. I like that. Yep. All right. Best 50 barbecue oh, wow. joints <laughs> in Texas. <clears throat> I would like to point out, too, this is a perfect example of why we call this the bottom of the barrel. We need to get Nick in here, I think. and Sinise? Yeah. In the future so that he can be doing this kind of fucking... Internet Are we going to turn him into Baba Booey? Maybe. We talked about it before. He can do sound effects. Boing! I might have to just text my buddy Tim womp, and womp. see what he says. Is it less effective when I do it with my mouth than it is if it's like a, a digital hit the button? Boing, 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 boing. 
It is. I'm I'm gonna just text him right now. So. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So we're gonna have this event tomorrow, and we have no idea how many people are coming. Uh, we have no real idea what we're gonna do. We do know that we're gonna have food, and we have craft cocktails and beer. Um, hopefully, I will have eaten or drunk. I don't know how you phrase it when it's a thick tomato base, but all of these chiladas, so I won't have to look at them again. Think of it as you're drinking like an alcoholic V8. Um, oh, it's, it's like it's literally that. It's like a Bloody Mary light. <laughs> yes, it is that, and I'm trying to enjoy it, but it's it's too like it's not spicy enough to be a Bloody Mary type thing, right? And it's not, you know. It doesn't have enough of a bite either. So it's kind of like uh, we're in this weird middle space. I'm going to circle back to a totally different topic. As well, you should. <clears throat> if I can bring you back to a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Um, Am I going to remember this? I think so. Okay. One of the things that came up in the office today was Bill's idea of you and Christian one uh, of you guys getting a tattoo. Jesus, this right? is the worst ever. I, I actually, do. I will remember this now. I actually don't think that. I I don't think that that's the right setup. I think that we should have but, a running tally, and whoever hits fifteen uh, wins first gets to pick a large tattoo for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> is, oh, flip they, that like, script! If Bill is in the tattoo bet, then guess sure. what, Bill? It's a face tattoo. <laughs> so, no, I was thinking the fact that like right before you left for Iraq, I was talking about getting hand tattoos, which I don't oh. think I really want anymore. I do. Remember and you left talking. this open-ended bet. Um, and the reason I'm thinking of it was one, the the tattoo thing that came up earlier. What's going on here? I hit the button and my seat fell, and I I feel like I'm uh, super is, short. This is really complicated. <laughs> Keep talking. What is going on with you, man? I'm fixing the seat. All right. Maybe. So there we go. And I'm tall again. Perfect. <laughs> um, that combined with the fact that I'm losing weight now. Oh, are we going back on the penis bet? Yeah. I don't actually want you to get a, a dick tattoo. I do want to get. I, I, I don't want a dick tattoo. I want you to be inspired to lose weight. And I feel like the idea of me getting a penis tattooed on myself is a motivation. Dude, I'm, I mean, I'm down like 15 pounds now. So, but eighty was the bet, right? No, eighty wasn't the bet. It was the bet. I don't think there it was, was eighty. It was a bit because I no, felt confident. It wasn't, no, it wasn't about the number of pounds lost. It was about getting to to a certain weight. Yeah. What was the weight? Two hundred. Ooh. What? Do we want to talk about what that means right now? Not yet. Let's <laughs> wait. Let's wait till we get a little closer. I'm cool with it. Uh, I don't know what you'd look like at two hundred pounds. By the way, I feel like it would be problematic. I'd look like a fucking. Uh, like one of those like cyclists. Yeah, you're like a type you're dudes. six two, right? Uh, I'm like six one, but um, so when you're five nine like me, everyone over six feet tall is six four. I you're feel like, like this guy is super tall. I feel like at two fifteen, I look really like thin. Okay, so um, why would you want to get two hundred? Well, just so that you had to get a penis tattoo. Oh, but I mean, I'm I am okay with it. As long as it's not on my face or hands. Also, I feel like if this whole bet was circled around me getting a hand tattoo of a soft lead spade, I would be like, oh, Aaron's just going to lose his weight and fire me. Ouch. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But I will say that I don't think it's fair that there was like only incentive for me 
in terms of we only cared about you doing um we wanted you to do this thing. all right well i'm gonna throw it out there oh we're gonna change this now i'm not gonna change it what i'm gonna say is that i want to be supportive of you the same way you've been supportive of Uh-oh. me <laughs> this is bad so, <laughs> if if there is some type of personal growth oh i thought you were gonna suggest what the challenge. personal growth thing was no i'm not gonna go there man it's just gonna let you stew over the i thought you were gonna say something like the, doug if you the can passive go aggressive. for three months without taking personal phone calls before 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let that go, man. I knew that was going to be the uh, fucking thorn. Have it, it, we, we should talk about that today. End of year. Uh, like what, are the, what do you call them? They're not productivity counselings. It's, it's like, like a, a review, a review. Yeah. Like we are now doing them in this office. Like I knew we had crossed the Rubicon when it was, we are a real company now when we've decided that we're going to institute yearly reviews. It's good. It's not bad. It's just we are now we're we are moving towards real company systems. Yeah. So I came in for my end of your review just to tell a story, and it was good. Like everything was generally positive. Uh, I mean, Aaron, and I fight like uh, I mean, I would say in brothers, a productive way. Yeah, but it's mostly like old Jewish wives and like yeah. But uh, let me say this too, man. Like, if we always got along, oh, the company would be worse off. For no, it. I agree with that. And right? I doesn't. I don't. There are certain things that I take personally, but I let you know immediately. I'm like, hey, I take that personally. <laughs> That's fine. But um, I mean, but in general, like the, 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 the productivity thing or the, the review was good, but it was funny because at the end of it, you know, you can't have a review where everything's positive. You have to talk about things that like need to be improved. And Aaron's like, I would like to help you become more productive. And what I'm going to say Oh, no, no, it was if, a, it was a, if, you, if we're going to have this conversation here, that's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are no. you saying that you think that you do an awesome job of time management? Personal time management? No, 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 not at all. But it works for me. It's like when there's a pile of shit in your house and your wife is like, I'm going to clean that up for you. And she moves all those things around and she's like, there's a system and it's orderly. And I listened to Marie Kondo and things didn't spark joy. And I threw them away. You're welcome. And you're like, where the fuck is all my stuff? Like, my whole system is ruined. I agree with that. But <laughs> so, if you had done the Marie Kondo thing, you would be happier. I don't know if that's true. I believe it I, is. I like entropy. I like chaos. I am more productive. There are definitely moments where, like, I feel like I work better under stress anyway. So there are moments where the stress builds too high, and I peak, and it's like, this is too much. And I am, like, really, like, ah, raging and over it. And then things get done and we like start back over again building more stress i have spent years trying to figure out how to be better at time management and trying to do things to be better at it is only more stressful to me (laughs) than just being scattered all over the place but it is hilarious because aaron was like i'm gonna help you work on your personal time management and i'm like I, I, oh, I, that's cool. I, I believe you are mischaracterizing. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't shitty. You said straight up. You said, I mean, "What I'm going to say next may be a little cunty, but I'm going to say it anyway." That's true. And then he was like, "For instance, I've noticed." No, what I was trying to do. Yep. Let me interrupt. It was here. an example. It wasn't an example. What I said multiple times was, "I am going to try and avoid a possible possible." Being the key word, a sounding future, future situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? especially after I I talked about it, then you were like, no, 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 this is this is less about you and more about me saying like I see where this is growing, which I accept, but also it made me laugh when you said it because I was like, motherfucker, like do you remember the um, 
Well, now you need to say what it was. No, he's literally. So he's like, I come in sometimes. Like I've come in early in the morning, like because I I was I'm like the first person here because I have ADD like a motherfucker. My, Most of the time, my Adderall is kicking in. I'm. You and I fight it out sometimes. I'm not saying this like say I'm here before everyone. I'm just saying I have crazy ADD. I drop my kid off at school at 7:45. It is easiest for me to come directly here without passing go, without collecting $200. Yeah. It ensures that I get here. I can sit in front of my computer and I can look at all the things, the emails, the content stuff. I'm like, "Okay, what does the day look like?" Like, you know, like arrange the board. So, Aaron has been getting in earlier as well, which is great. But it just means that my best intentions being here by myself early are thwarted by the fact that Aaron and I talk about like Game of Thrones and like what we're going to do for like marketing strategy. It's like, man, these two hours that used to be really productive for me are less productive. Also, Aaron has walked in on me having like deep conversations about personal matters several times, (laughs) which are not work related. So Aaron was like, I've come in early and like you've been talking about personal things on the phone. And I'm like, can I not take personal calls in the office anymore, Aaron? I We're going to hire Terry Tate to fucking tackle you, me and then be like, no personal calls on work time. That's 100% <laughs> not what I said, and you know that. But no, no. you. I mean, that is certainly how I took it. But it made me laugh because I was like, this is it? This is like, this is it? Like, we're going to work on my personal, like, my time management based on that. It's only slightly. Dude, you're more- making me sound like a total dick. No, it was a dick thing to say, and you admitted it, as you said. I didn't it. say it was a dick thing. You no. said it when you said it. You were like, "This is probably going to come off as a dick thing," but I because don't. Because I want knew it to you be- were going to take it that way. <laughs> I knew you were going to take it as a cunny thing. <laughs> what I was trying to do, like I said, is avoid. Doug, I don't want you to work twelve hours a day and then rub the twelve hours a day in my face. Noted. <laughs> I work so much here. Well, technically. You spend a significant portion of your time cruising the internet and taking personal calls. I've been recording you for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if you'd like to look at this chart. Yeah, the camera that we're using to film <laughs> this thing right now, I've had Raven put together a chart. As a matter of fact, uh, Raven is going to fire you now. <laughs> She's going to take well, your position. I think there's no question. That, that Raven is going to fire me one day. <laughs> well, all of us, that at three years from now, Raven will be the CEO. Dude, she's, uh, she's like Skynet. We we hired a 23-year-old college graduate who is better at it, us than everything. Her comment about not using the big bathroom because there's too much empty space and someone could be hiding and that's how people get killed was definitely the office coming of the week. <laughs> so she kills me, man. She's our Arya Stark, man. Uh, she's going to do it. I don't, I don't know if that's a fair parallel yet, but she has killed a bear. I mean, I haven't seen her wear dead bear. people's faces, but I, that is the one thing that I really, I'm like, man, I want to do that. Where, from Game of dead Thrones. person's yeah, face? Yeah, wear dead people's faces. Just be like, hmm, you someone mean like, else now. All right, so in the Game of Thrones yeah, style, yeah. not just like put No, some, I don't want to just wear someone's face as a mask. That would be weird. That would be super fucking weird, man. I have a story about that that I can't tell. You have to tell it. I can't because it, impl- it, it implicates people in a job where I'm not allowed to talk about what they do. All right. But let's just say that, hypothetically speaking, people that work with uh, cadavers have a high degree of irreverence for bodies used for science. Oh, for sure. Uh, I knew a girl in college whose father almost got kicked out of medical school for <clears throat> um, he and a friend cut penises off of male cadavers. They're all brown. And Black. tied them to their ankle so that they could go 
oh. and like do like the leg crossing the leg so the pant leg would get pulled up. <laughs> like they wear clothes Dick, on them. <clears throat> Dick would be st- no, no. They oh, tie they the would tie them on their ankles? their ankles. Oh, that is bad. That's fucked up. Walking around with some dead guy's dick just tied to your ankle. <laughs> that's that's bad. Yeah. I have witnessed. Those are the type of people that become surgeons, man. Did you listen to, speaking of, we, we often reference podcasts. Did you listen to Dr. Death? Uh, it's very good about weird surgeons. <laughs> I just. Dude, I, the people I know that as adults party the hardest or surgeons are fucking doctors. That's the um, that and is, like specialist doctors. That's the the point of this podcast. This dude like was crushing mountains of cocaine yeah, and man. staying up until like four in the morning before he did surgeries and then just fucking like botching the surgeries so bad that people died. Dude, the like every time I've been to Vegas with a a larger group for like a bachelor party or something like that. These days better. Now. And there's a doctor in the group. Not a, not like a, a physician, you know, like a general practitioner, yeah. but someone that's either like a surgeon or a fucking urologist or like some kind of like specialist that does some type of operating room. A gynecologist. Time, gynecologist. Those guys are always the ones that bring the drugs and fucking party the most. Hands down. I mean, they, don't, so, they won't be expected to conduct a surgery in Vegas, so I guess that's a win. Yeah, I just I think it's a personality. Thing, Do you think man. that the um, the medical board or whoever it is that like represents all those doctors is going to bring a libel suit against us on this, or are we allowed to speak from anecdotal experience? I think we're allowed to speak from <laughs> anecdotal experience, but I think it also talks. It speaks to how people handle different types of stress differently. So in when I just got out of college, one of my roommates was in medical school and yeah, maybe like a year or so out of college. And then we were having a party at our house. I was talking to this guy who was about to go into his surgery residency. And, you know, he was like, man, he's like, I don't know how you handle the stress on the trading desk. Like, like losing money like that. Public you masturbation. Know. I'm like, dude, it's not my money. Like no one's gonna fucking die on my watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not like cutting. But if you fuck it up open. so bad, someone might kill themselves. That You've person really would, thought about that. It would only be me. No, I mean like if you lose someone else's money, they might just like hurl themselves off a roof because their personal like identity is in that money. Uh, that's not the type. I feel of, like those people are the ones that kill themselves the most. It's the people that lose the money. I realize that has no real like number. I, feel, to yeah, I, I think that. you're making this up. But, I mean, of course I am. I watched Hollywood movies where people like are bankrupt and they just hurl themselves off buildings. Yeah, but the people that hurl themselves off buildings are people that are bankrupt of their own volition. You don't think that it was through someone else? Like they invested somewhere? And, I mean, you're not going to kill yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like the people you ruined by losing their money. Uh, dude, look at the Bernie Madoff thing. I don't think any of those people killed themselves. Did they not? The Enron so. guys did, right? Questionable. Oh, you think it, it was, was never murdered? proven that that one guy killed himself? Is it conspiracy theory time? I don't know that it's conspiracy theory. I think it's one of those things that it was it. Brian, have we talked on this podcast? We about did conspiracy talk about theories and yeah. Brian saying that it's just some way for weak-minded people to like have a leg up on on others. I don't know about that, but <laughs> Brian's uh, like conspiracy theories are just for dumb people. I was like, oh, fair. I in, mean, in general, I would agree with that. Um, but the I believe that we may have talked about the Enron guy who who. Maybe, maybe not committed suicide. Didn't we talk about the guy that did it? There was some other company. Mm, I don't know. Someone was tied to. There was. 
I'm really going back in the old gray area, and I'm missing We're it. both so old, man. We're going to have the same five podcast episodes <laughs> over and over again. Oh, who wants to join a cult? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I cannot believe how many people uh, so unsolicited. Uh, apparently, we have. Raise, raise the hand. We have at I'll, least I'll 30 it. people. Send me in. Who are willing to join a cult at our, our guidance, which I think Coach, technically Coach, means put me in. that put we me in. have started a cult. If 30 people are willing to join a cult because we suggested it. 100%, man. Uh, we, we, Aaron and I, are the are the godfathers of the bottom of the barrel cult. D. Ron Hubbard right here. <laughs> D. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, My thetans are getting low. I'm going to have to drink another chilada. <laughs> <laughs> the cult of the chilada. Man, if you could convince people to drink that shit all the time and like Still it. Still not delicious. <laughs> But it is better than it was to begin with. My burps are overpowering the taste of the actual beverage. Dude, drink the second one. I'm sure you'll enjoy it even more. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> you don't. It's not a challenge. No, it's. You say that all the time. It's always a challenge. Like we just put ice. We just <laughs> put ice a in a bucket, and I. You're like, how many bags? I, I literally asked you an innocent question. How many bags of ice will go in there? And you're like, um, ten. Do you think that that's enough? And then literally I see your face as you and Brian walks up and is like, I think it needs 20 and like, or whatever the answers were. He said six, six. Yeah, I know it's low. He went we were low. talking about different size bags of ice and also talking about different actual volumes because you were talking about filling up both of them. And Brian thought you meant one. I, basically, I said 100 pounds of ice. He said 120 pounds of ice. And we got 160. Yeah. And it did the job. Mm hmm. Um, but it was funny because I could tell that you guys wanted to make a bet about it. It was like a challenge, like guessing how much ice went in the trash cans was a challenge into itself. I'll bet on that shit. I love betting on shit. Like I that. know you do. What was the last thing you challenged me to some bet? You're like, let's put money on. I still, by the way, I still owe Brent a hundred dollars because I, because I didn't sell a hundred tickets to the bonfire that we canceled because <laughs> <laughs> in a fit All of, right. in a fit of argument between me and him he was like a hundred dollars says oh, you can't sell 100 the, tickets and i was like bets on motherfucker it was the tiny marshmallows which i had to throw away oh yeah you did want to do you wanted me it started to congeal you, on you the wanted top. me to eat all of them like a five pound bag of them which was how many calories i want to say six thousand calories was it that i think it was more i don't remember I it, think was, it was six thousand it was a, it was a high number of calories and you wanted me to eat them all. i'm like well I can, eat, I can eat all those and then you were you like you said it no i i think i can eat all of them and yeah. then you were like in 30 minutes and i was like why the fuck would you <laughs> put that condition on it because i was so confident well, that i could eat them because dude if it's open-ended it, it could be over a month i mean that's fair but half an hour was i supposed to negotiate my time window like sure mm. what do you Fine. What do you think you could do, man? We'll get another bag. another bag of marshmallows. I'll get another bag. What do you think? Two hours? Jesus. I'm man. worried about you getting pancreatitis. My, my stomach is currently really focused on processing a chalada, and the idea of my, eating five pounds of marshmallows is like... Bleh. My rule is that it's really hard, I think, to consume more than 4,000 calories in 30 minutes. I mean, I feel like that's fair, unless you just put grease on hot dogs and just kind of even then i'm telling you what i what i have have observed and found personally in my participation how many hot dogs does it take to get four thousand calories i don't know My, minus carbohydrates because i don't want to eat the buns you have to eat the buns i just want to eat the slippery little baby dicks no man you gotta eat the buns that's part of it right is in it hot I dog eating competitions 
Hot dog nutrition. Don't they just slide them down their throat like sword swallowing? And they fall into the stomach and like wander around? I don't think so. Um, hot dog. Is it a sandwich, first of all, <laughs> or not a sandwich? It's a good Google search. It just made me think of the, the fact that I feel like that's an argument now. So calories. Standard beef hot dog has a f- 148 calories. Just the hot dog or uh, with the bun? Primarily made from pork, 204 calories. That's just the hot dog. I'm going to have to have them be kosher. All right. So I'm beef, Jewish. let's say 150 calories. And hot dog bun is, let's see. Here. It's only like 15 with a bun. It can't be that much. No, I mean, it's only like 15 hot dogs with a bun. One bun is 130 calories from 24 grams of carbs. So we'll just say 300 calories to be around. Yeah. Per. So, so 12, <clears throat> like 14 hot dogs. That's a lot. Um, I can eat six at a baseball game recreationally. I right. feel like 14 can't be that bad. In fact, people are disgusted by the fact that I will eat six hot dogs at a baseball game. Six is a lot. They're delicious. I think that... I think it's easier to... I'm allowed to prep them with relish and hot dog and mustard so that they taste good to me. Here's the thing. Protein, you know it feels like it fills you up. So when you think about eating that meat, like you 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 think about the fact that you're getting that like satiate, satiated... Satiated? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Satiated feeling. Yeah. Is that the right way to I say think that? So. Um, satiate, satiation, is that yeah. a word? I, I mean, know. it is now. <clears throat> Brian, will, Brian will certainly correct me. There will me, be a I'm comment sure. on this. But and then the box will pop up and says, no, there won't be. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, you don't know me. I think it's easier to trick yourself into being able to eat more things like donuts, which you're like, oh, it's all fluff. You know, it fucking can squish it down to a ball super tiny, and I could eat a fucking hundred of those things. The fact is is that they're still super dense with calories from, like, fat and, sh- and sugar. sugar. And I think that at 4,000 calories – in 30 minutes, no matter wh- like how dense the food is, whether it's you know just fucking cubes of fat or whatever. How many eggs? How, like so, 30 eggs. How many calories is that? Man, we definitely need Nick in here on this one. I mean, I'm only asking because it's like a cool hand Luke thing where I feel like that's the gold standard of what no man can eat. All right, so it's 30 eggs, right? 78 calories for an a large egg. That's it, and. It is obviously mostly protein. Yep. Um, Fat, too. But So 30 eggs is only 2,400 calories. Mm. No man can eat 30. Right? Supposedly. 30, like, scrambled eggs? I mean, like I think they're hard-boiled eggs. eggs. I can't stand the smell of hard-boiled eggs. Man. It's the smell that bothers you? Yeah. It's the thick, hard, dense. Like, if they were medium-boiled, so it was like a creamy yolk it's much easier for me to consume than the idea of like hard-boiled is like the smell is so fucking repulsive i am next to like seat reclining on airplanes i think the fucking (laughs) oh man we are about to start a fire right now aaron is of the opinion that the the greatest travesty of modern the modern era is the reclining airplane seat modern airplane era yeah Hmm. Dude, you reclining your seat does not make you more comfortable. I paid for this six <laughs> inches to lean back. It totally fucks the person behind you. Good. 
<laughs> no, man. It's these, a fucking, are, these are also the reasons why it Aaron, is a dick Aaron is confronted with the conundrum when traveling with his family. You when, are, when his wife books coach seats for the whole family and Aaron books a first class seat and is like, that has never happened. No, but the you every time that there's been, I recall the look of despair on your face when you had a coach seat booked for you and you were told that you could book a first class one if you wanted it and you were torn. Yeah, you were like, it's the fucking the wife trap, man. Yep. You're like, man, the that, check, the checkmate move. That first class seat is yeah, calling. Yeah, my I, don't, I don't care if you do this. Sure. <laughs> go ahead. No, seriously, it's fine. The real thing you should do. This is, you know what? That is a a move that is like me mentioning the time-wasting thing to you. Oh, yeah. Three years from now would get brought up. Remember when you booked that first class ticket? Oh, yeah. No, you will, you will be mentioning. It got, it's got to be this, like this. You this have enough- time management comment to me, like my wife in the <laughs> waking me in the middle of the night about something she won't forget about. Uh, a, it's a good thing that your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. B, um, the real solution to your um, you know, Solomon-esque dilemma is that you book two first class seats. Like You have enough money to really fuck people over. Our kids aren't old enough yet. They are. They are old enough to travel by themselves with a docent. So they are clearly old enough to sit by themselves. You book the seats at the very back of the plane, nah. the ones that don't recline <laughs> for your kids, and you get first class seats. You don't even have to listen to them nah, yelling man. at each other. You I, just let the flight attendant handle it. I would not do that. Hey, the, literally, you can contact the airline, and you can be like, hey, I'm going to need someone to escort my kids to uh, to the baggage claim. And you like get up. You show up late. Dude, what a fucking prima donna move. It would be amazing. Would be. Hand your kids off to the airline. Nah. You get in the first class. You're on the same plane with your kids. So if something really goes wrong, like you're a good parent. But also not really. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not a good parent, man. What? No. I think the mark of being a good parent is when you I do know not have I do not have the fucking nerve or the gall to do something like that. What's that? There's nerve and gall in that? That's good sense, man. That's like that's smarter, not harder. No, nah, man. I'd it's, rather just travel without my kids. You want to know what smarter, not harder isn't? Is the assumption that a small amount of Benadryl crushed up in your kid's soda <laughs> will actually Dude, make them sleep. No, well. no, no, no. I mean listen, I tried that. It didn't work at all. I the mean, last it did. time I had that happen was actually on that same trip on the way back, fucking flying from LA, and the fucking jackass in front of me leaned his seat back. Even though you're talking about drugging someone, <laughs> no, dude, I already had my computer open, so it was like when he tried to lean it back, it got caught on the on the laptop monitor. How, how insensitive of you to open up your laptop uh, and try to do work on a flight where you're clearly supposed to be recreating and enjoying the seat coming back into your face yeah exactly <laughs> you're the monitor on the back of your uh chair clearly pans out so that when the person in front of you does this the tv is still up and down no, dude if you recline your seat in front of me and you're trying to relax i know what you're gonna do you're gonna, I, will, did, I will continually kick and shake your seat until you move it forward I, like, but and in this case you, you did that you do not the get, entire flight and he did not take the cue right he did take the oh, cue. Did he? It took how about, many hours it took about 25 minutes right were you literally just doing this? Well, so uh, he was a taller guy. I understand. You know, same shit, though. He's a tall guy. He's got fucking longer legs. Dude in front of him didn't recline his seat. This guy reclines the seat, and I could see as he started to fall asleep, you know, like his head would kind of turn. 
every time, man. Just fucking bam. Like, mm. shake that shit. Fight Grab fire. it, just shake fight it a little fire bit. fire with fire. Fucking wake up. Like, eventually. Oh, the plane's crashing. Oh, no, it's the bear Jew behind me. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Listen. Can you growl in his ear? Even though you time? buy a plane ticket and it's a private enterprise, you're riding a bus in the sky. It's like being on a bus in the city. It's a public space. You're there with other people screaming. So kids. it's not weird if I rub Fucking my penis dudes. against you until I'm until I come. Like no. I can just stand next to you and rub. Doesn't mean against you get you. to sexually assault people on the plane. It happens on my the bus all is, the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more of a subway thing. Fair but uh, yeah, man. I mean, like same shit. The egg set, like. You should not bring stinky fucking food I onto thought, an airplane. I was like, did you just like, do a close low key shortstop egg salad? You yeah. have to be egg salad. Dude. Well, Look. that was the original. That was, uh, was what I was saying. The number two thing behind seat reclining is bringing stinky food like egg salad or like fucking tuna fish salad or something What if like I that. brought a cooktop in there and I made my own curry meal? You would never get that shit past TSA. What if I said I was bringing on for religious reasons? <laughs> <laughs> The burners and the the shape of starved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just have to cook my meal. <laughs> I live a very kosher fucking existence. You can request a kosher meal for the flight, Doug. Yeah, I know. I've heard it's such a letdown. I really want to cook curry on the flight just to bother you. Just got your fucking <laughs> yeah. your walk going. Ah, oh, going. What are you doing? I'm, just, I'm cooking a meal to annoy Mr. <laughs> Woolman here. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. It's, it's like uh, those two dudes from uh, Key and Peele that Drax them sclounts. Right. <laughs> like, maybe some terrors been coming up in here. <laughs> I could see you being the guy that like only sits in aisle seats in case you got to get up and no, like, I run. Only, I only sit in aisle seats because then I have, I can drink as much as I want and, and still go to the bathroom. That's fair. Also, sitting in the aisle seat is a great annoyance to me because I have a very I have a large capacity bladder, which leaves me not having to pee a lot. And everyone who ever sits inboard of me or outboard, I guess, as it were, they are always like up, down, up, down. It's better for you, though, man, to be standing up, like moving around a little bit on the plane. I mean, I guess so. I hope that I have varicose veins earlier rather than later. (laughs) You got to put these like sleeves on your legs when you fly. Yeah. Don't want them to blow up. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like everyone says, I wear compression sleeves so my varicose veins don't blow out on the plane. And you're like, like, like really blow out? Like they they, just going to pop or do they just like stick out? I would think it's just stick out because otherwise you would see that shit. Like there would be reports would have to of happen, that happening, right? right? Just blood squirting all You're over the place. You're just fucking working on your laptop and just fucking get hit by a stream of blood. blood just squirting up into your eye from your neighbor. Yeah, I'm not a medical professional. This podcast is going to highlight that. Right. <laughs> what do they mean by that? You probably have more medical training than the average person. I do, but I don't know about varicose veins. Right. I mean, they didn't call me the dentist of jaw res for no reason. <laughs> The dentist of Jarrah. Well, sometimes you got to help people out. You know, I got a rotten tooth. I got a pair of pliers. I got you covered, fam. All right. Yeah. You really did that? Yeah. Med caps. You just take pliers and stick them in a stinky mouth and you just wiggle until the tooth pops out. No shit. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. There man. was a real dentist there. It just, he was not me. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the time, I was an engineer, not qualified. Then I became a weapons guy. Still not qualified for that shit. But if you have a stinky tooth and you have a headache and it's bothering you, I can provide you immediate relief. All right, man. No Novocaine required. Add it to lo- th- we need to put this on your business card. <laughs> Low quality, <laughs> below Mexican standards <laughs> dentist. Occasional dentist. When I when I worked down the wool field, there's um, in West Texas, there's a it's a 
it's weird because it's kind of a desert culture. Like there are people, there are classy people with a lot of money that live out in Midland. Midland is actually quite a nice town, but the further you get outside of Midland, um, towards towards Odessa, especially now, man, with all the oil field exploration, not just now, it's always been boom bust, right? So like since the seventies, yeah. But I feel like the the boom now has been bigger than ever before. No, 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 no. I mean, yes, but like, dude, there are palaces out there. Like somebody b- hit a boom. And, like, you go out to, like, Kermit, Texas. Like, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? And, like, there are mansions thrown up in Kermit right next to, like, a conglomeration of three trailers that are 30 years old. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand why you decided to build this Cinderella castle in the middle of the desert where, you know, but... You can't back class, Doug. It's true. They're very good people in general. I have no real complaints. I'm not... More specifically... You find that people become campier in more of a like California desert kind of way, independent and um, kitschy. So like, you get out of town, and there are dudes that like have had five families, and they really do live in like a travel trailer on like ten acres with like all the junk of everything they've ever owned collecting it's on the property. About yeah, yeah, it's like they live in a junkyard. And, like, this old dude that I used to hang out with a lot, he wore this, like, real battered silver belly hat, just, like, a like gray felt hat. It was just all sweat stain and everything. He would, like, we had no teeth. Uh, he'd had them all pulled in Mexico, and he had dentures that he would wear. And he was waiting to go back down to Mexico to get implants done because he'd heard that there was this new technology to get implants to replace all his teeth. And, then, you know, he could just... He wouldn't have to put his dentures in and out anymore, but he would always brag about how good dental care was in Mexico and how cheap. So, like, she's like, hey, I'm going down to Mexico this weekend, boys, you know, to get some dental work done. And you're like, are you getting dental work done? Or, like, are you hanging out with a senorita? I don't, like, at like is, what point? Is that a, like, you know, like Is a, it a euphemism? Right. I don't know. Like, are you... A code word? Yeah. Uh, seemed reasonably happy, but I, from... From what I know of Mexican dental care, he seemed to think that it was very quality, and I'm inclined to find out. I hear from residents of Arizona that it's very common for people to go into Mexico for dental care. I, I mean, I, I, don't, <clears throat> I guess. I am not convinced. I mean, if I ever want to get all my teeth pulled and get a fancy pair of wooden chompers like George Washington, yeah, I'll go to Mexico for that. A guy that... Uh, other Nick, little Nick, little Ernick, shorter, shorter Ernick, stocky Nick. No, Nick Sinise. Oh, that we went to high school with. Nicky. He, he and his Nicky. He and his whole family went to Columbia, South Carolina, or Central America. No, Central America, for all of them to get dental surgery at the same time. Like they like bargained a, a group price. My uh, my wife's father, who is notoriously thrifty um had he um he only had enough money to have two of kim's impacted wisdom teeth removed by surgery um the dentist was somewhat appalled they got into a negotiation about it where uh, my father-in-law was like well can you just do four anyway he's like <laughs> i only have enough for two and the guy's like no I can't, and I think as a as a, a fuck you to my negotiating father in law, the dentist offered to pull three for the price of two, thinking that there's no possible way that this man is going to back down 
and like not pay for all four because like how does that happen right it's like when i went to the dentist well at least pay for three get three for well, four. no i mean four for three right? yeah four for three right like i'm gonna come up on this and i'm gonna give you more money no it sounds it's a good deal kim literally has one wisdom tooth still in there and impacted no shit yeah and every time she goes to the dentist and gets x-rays done they're like you have five wisdom teeth because <laughs> they're like they see that she's had three pulled and still has one she's like you're a freak you have five wisdom teeth we have to get in there immediately she's like nope that's my fourth one. I've only had three removed. I hate the dentist, and it's staying in there forever. And you're like, right on. Yeah. Hey, I man. don't understand it, man. Like, three of them. Just get three out. You should take her to Mexico. <laughs> to get her last <laughs> Get the last one done. Take her for take a test a, drive, I'm going to take uh, some life Me- insurance out on her before we go down there. Mexican dentist test drive. I feel like it would look suspicious if I took life insurance out. We went to Mexico for dental surgery and she didn't Dude, come back. I just figured it out for you. This summer when you guys rent your RV and drive west, just drive into Mexico. Get the the That's actually teeth. a really good idea. Yeah, dude. said no one ever. The last <laughs> time I saw a movie where that was happening, it was uh, the one with uh, Titty Twister. Uh, <laughs> titty Twister. No, the movie was they were going to the Titty Twister. Remember, but it was um, Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. The the strip club was the Titty Twister, but they were going and across the border in an RV, and then they got hijacked by Quentin Tarantino and. Um, Vampires? Yeah, no, they weren't vampires yet. It was Quentin Tarantino and uh, uh, the handsome dude with the gray hair. Clooney. George Clooney, which I'm sure my wife would be super excited if our RV was hijacked by George Clooney. Every woman I know would love to get killed by vampire George Clooney. Yeah, well, I don't think, did he ever become a vampire in that? I don't, I don't think so. I think he that escaped. crazy, like, neck tattoo. Yep, neck tattoo so. down his arm. That was when the tribal tattoo thing was at its peak. Yep, and then Brad Pitt did it in... Um, Lockstock. Ocean's Eleven. Or He'd had it in Ocean's Eleven, too. It wasn't Lockstock. What was the second one? Get Shorty. Uh, no, not Get Shorty. Um, um, Snatch. Yeah. Did he have tribal tattoos in that? I don't know. I don't think so. He had them in um, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Either way. Anyway. Yeah, it I would be, if if should... I said something like that to my wife, like, oh, it's a terrible movie and everybody get deaded. Oh, you mean that you, but George Clooney is going to hijack our RV and then rape me? Oh, yeah, well, it doesn't sound totally awful. I'm telling you, man, go to Mexico, test the dental workout on Kim. So here's the real question. Uh, other shameless plugs, RV Americas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give the Keyswetter family a free RV to go to Mexico for dental care? <laughs> you never know who's listening. Wife's like, uh, we're going to use RV share and we'll start here in North Carolina and we can bring the dogs with us too. And I'm like, and. The $80 flight to Vegas to pick up an RV to then hit the national parks so that I don't have to drive all the way across America with the dogs and the two kids. Like, Michaela, like, super grumpy. She'll probably be reasonably happy because I think we'll probably bring her boyfriend with us. But Mm -hmm. then Scout just constantly be like... Dad, Michaela's being mean to me. I'm bored. I'm hungry. Why is my iPad not charged up? And you're like, I'm going to throw the small one out the window. <laughs> It'd be so much easier to just fly to Vegas, get a rental RV, drive three hours somewhere. I feel like that's a better solution. Well, maybe the dogs will both suffer an unfortunate demise before our summer vacation, so I don't have to worry about dog care. Right. Yeah. I'll enter them in a jujitsu league. <laughs> I'm excited for the trip for you guys, man. 
Uh, yeah, it's like as soon as I as soon as I said that I had family issues that precluded me going to Bulgaria at the company, I was like, yeah, I get it. Kim immediately was like, well, I guess we're doing a family vacation in June then. And I'm like, well, that'll look good. <laughs> Sorry, I bailed on this army thing I was supposed to do, and I'm going on a family vacation instead. Dude, you're becoming Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> you're going to be driving the RV with like... Super hot chick with her dress Christy pulled up and showing off her vagina. Christy Brinkley in a fucking Ferrari. Pulls up next. I mean, me? You're not looking at me? <laughs> hey. <laughs> this RV swerves yep, off the swerves road. swerves off the road. It's probably not wrong. Scout, change that tire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fudge. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think uh, it'll be an interesting summer. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm glad that we've put the final touches on the Veterans Day Moab weekend. Yeah. That's coming up. That's going to be rad, man. Should be good. I may drive out there for that. Although, if you guys rented a house. We did? Yeah. I kind of want to camp out there. So, you're more than welcome to camp out there. We're going to be doing a camping trip every night at a different location. So, you could technically, the places that we've picked for the camping are within close distance to vehicle accessible places. So, you could take the truck and the Moby to those places each night and camp out out there and then just plus up at the house during the day yeah maybe i will do that i mean it'd be fun got some time to figure it out you gonna drive out there with me if you're if you're driving i haven't booked a flight yet so sure i mean what else what else do we have going on i'll just tell ben to drive from salt lake to meet us it'll change the timeline i submitted to brent <laughs> <laughs> hour by hour man yeah i'm gonna have to extend it to the left two days for the drive and also i'm just going to fill every hour with jerking Aaron <laughs> off roadhead road trip and, dry handies yeah, yeah exactly no spit I'm out of it Aaron won't let me stop for a drink he said we can only stop every time we're at a quarter of a tank and he has a 60 gallon tank in the truck dude it's hard to actually not stop to have to piss more frequently than that I'm going to introduce you to this lovely concept called piss bottles. Oh, I've done it. Gatorade. We're going to have empty Gatorade bottles stocked in the back seat before (laughs) we get going, and they'll be full by the time we get to Utah. We could do uh, stadium pals, man. (laughs) Just hook the tube in. Every time we get (laughs) to buckle up, tube up, go. (laughs) Tie off that tube and hand me a fresh canister. Uh, like, uh, dude, I didn't even think about this. It's the, uh, you guys been kicking back on grandma's coughs. <laughs> like, right. no, officer. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah hand me that. <laughs> totally piss bottles. Totally. Just two Jews in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. In the Southwest, I feel like that's not even weird. Not if you get south. Not if you get west enough. Santa Fe to California. A yeah. couple of Jews. In a four-wheel drive vehicle, <laughs> it's no a Tuesday. <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, are we, do we have more things to talk about? No, I think we should wrap this up. We've gotten to the bottom of the barrel, and I didn't even get to the bottom of a chalada. I do have some topics that I think I want to talk about next time, mm. but I feel like I've been thinking a lot about movie stuff. I like random topics. I like how we never stick to them. Yeah. I feel like it's good. I really am curious about your thoughts on like ranking steven seagal movies Ooh, all all bad yeah but i still would want to know which mainly ones. because andy stump has pulled the veil from my eyes with tactical assholes account just shitting on steven seagal 24 7 
Cannot look at him the same anymore. I haven't seen any of that stuff. I'll have to check it yeah, out. His, his Instagram account, Tactical <laughs> Asshole Actual, is basically just him shitting on movies all the time. But for the first like month that he started the account, it was nothing but him shitting on Steven Seagal to the point where Steven Seagal's account blocked him. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, so he can't tag him anymore because he's tagging him in every single one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was <laughs> like, he's like, uh, I got a, I got a, I got a cease and desist letter from Steven Seagal. They've blocked me now. He's like, you know what? I think I saw one that he did that got shared. Uh, Charlie Sheen from Navy SEALs. Oh, I'm sure. And he was wearing like a uh, telemarketer headset and had like UFC fighting gloves on. Yes. Yeah, dude. Charlie Sheen is legit. Don't fuck with that guy. He has tiger blood. Dude, so, I mean, something's going on with that guy. He's like, it's like Keith Richards, man. Like, Keith Richards should not be alive, right? What, is it the cigarettes or? <laughs> I don't know. It's like he became whiskey and tobacco. For sure. He's like the anthropomorphization. Anthropomorphism? I don't know. That word is too big for me. You, We have, we have reached. Anthropomorphism. Is I believe the I believe word. I have heard the word and I do not know what it means. It is like the personal personification of a thing. So I'm, I, I am I'm literally, sure. this is a podcast with a bag full of saline that is meant to be shoved inside of a woman's vagina to clean it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Until Ayo. next time. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Finish this and then throw up.